0: Listening right now to the Paul McGuire Report. This is Paul McGuire. On today's program, we have explosive information to disclose to you. We're going to unveil, there's really no other word for it, but the word plot. We're going to unveil, we're going to expose a long term plot against the United States of America. Now, when you talk using that kind of language, that bothers some people. And you know why it bothers some people? It bothers them because deep in their gut, deep in the center of their being, they know there has to be truth in this kind of discussion. They they may argue over the, the percentage that it encompasses, but they can't escape the fact and what fact am I talking about? Let me just lay it out in like a sentence. I'm talking about the fact that America is under all out attack. America has been under all-out attack for at least 70 years. It's been quite a bit longer than that. But, it, but if you were to look at a, a graph, you would see an upward curve, probably beginning around uh, 1917, which was the year of the Communist Russian uh, Revolution or the Bolshevik Revolution in what became Communist Russia. 1917, that was a pivotal year. That was the general time frame of World War I. That was the general time frame of numerous other communist Marxist revolutions that ignited. And not only did they ignite, the communists, and, and, and they don't teach this, obviously, in history classes. They don't teach much of anything that's really true or really has substance to it. But the bottom line is that the communists communism has never been the godless philosophy that it pretends to be marxism revolutionary marxism has never been the the godless mechanistic secular humanist revolution that it pretends to be behind the communist revolution were two powerful forces that we have to understand because those two powerful forces are now being fully expressed in the United States of America and other nations. So I would say to you that it is a fact. And if you read my books, especially sequentially, I provide overwhelming historical documentation to prove that what I assert regarding the communist Marxist revolutions in my books, I provide overwhelming documentation. Like in my book, "The Greatest Battle and Power from on High and a Prophecy of the Future of America," I provide documented proof from history, from quotes and statements made by the major communist leaders themselves regarding their their revolutionary movement. So, if you were to look at history in a truly accurate sense, that would mean you would have to look at history in, in the proper context. The only proper context to examine history by is a context which embraces and allows the full expression of historical, natural, and spiritual truth to be expressed in the analysis. If you say you're doing historical research on, let's say, the mother of communist Marxist revolutions, which would be the uh, French Revolution, the French Revolution was the mother of all the communist and humanist revolutions. That's a fact. The French philosophers which stirred up the people to hate Christianity, to hate the church, to hate Christian morals, to hate the Bible, to hate God, to hate Jesus Christ, that is the same mechanism that has been employed by the communist Marxist revolutionaries ever since 1917 with the advent of the Bolshevik Revolution. So what were these two primary forces that energized and drove and created momentum and energy behind the communist and Marxist revolutions in places like communist Russia and communist China and other nations? What was the driving forces? What were the driving forces? Well, one, you have to acknowledge the fact that behind all of the communist movements, the Marxist movements and their revolutions, that these communist Marxist revolutions were indeed, based on fact, where I provide you with ample documentation, these communist Marxist revolutions came into being because they were heavily financed. They were bought and paid for by the wealthiest and most powerful individuals and families on planet Earth. By that, I mean the world's wealthiest families, families that often refer to themselves as Illuminati bloodline families. They possessed a massive amount of wealth, and they still do today. And so with the family names like Rockefeller, Rothschild, and on and on. In fact, these are the same families that created what was called the Federal Reserve System in the United States of America. And the Federal Reserve System was simply an armed robbery uh, against the American people, where the bank robbers who were the uh, heads of the international banking families, these bank robbers hid their true identities and motives from the American people by, by wearing masks, just like modern bank robbers do when they rob a bank. They wear a mask to conceal their identity. So the Federal Reserve was composed of the heads or the representatives of the super-rich, super-capitalist, wealthiest families in the world with names like Rockefeller, and Rothschild and so on and so forth. And what they did is through legal maneuvering, they infiltrated our financial system and our political system and then they stole it. Just like a bank robber pulls out a gun and uh aims it at the teller or the bank manager and then requires that the bank employee go into the back room where the vault is and then the bank robbers walk out of the vault carrying, you know, duffel bag after duffel bag of $100 bills or whatever. So if the heist is planned well, they walk out of the bank with millions of dollars. Well, the difference between the bank robbers that hijacked, that stole uh, our entire American monetary system and the, the bank robbers that come from the streets of our cities is that these bank robbers that represented the wealthiest families in the world, they were the bank robbers that were connected to elite families we call today the globalist elite that that have an annual net worth or a net worth of hundreds of billions of dollars and trillions of dollars. And beyond that, because they've been collecting their money They've been increasing their money through taxes through through uh, insider trading, through the manipulation of the stock market because they always have advanced inside information about what's going to happen before it happens, and they robbed the American people because the laws of America regarding our monetary system, the law, the constitution, the Bill of rights, clearly stated. That our monetary system, our money system, can only be controlled by, quote, we the people or the American people. Only the American people, we the people, have the right to control our monetary system. Only we the people have the right to control uh, the, the value of, of, of the dollar. Only we the people have the right to determine what interest rates should be lower or higher. And only we, the people, have the power to to manipulate our own monetary system for allegedly attempting to save it by creating uh, what are called artificial or synthetic um, mass monetary movements. So, for example, you have planned inflation. You have uh, the value of the dollar declining on purpose for for global uh, uh, financial agendas. You have recessions. All these things that, that create a kind of tyranny and a poverty among the American people are, are orchestrated and engineered by the international banking families. So about 12 to 14 international banking families rule or, or, or are part of what's called the Federal Reserve Board and they control our monetary system. Now, that is against the law, because the American law states that only we, the people, can control our monetary system. And it it, it forbids legally that any outside or external influence or foreign nation or foreign billionaire or foreign trillionaire or, or globalist group of investors they legally, according to American law, don't have the right to control our monetary system and and furthermore, the track record before this Federal Reserve system was actually set up, Rothschild and the Rothschild family, they created what were called the central banks of London and Britain and throughout the European Union, and all a central bank is. It's a financial mechanism created by the international banking families that allow them to control any given nation's monetary system uh, and pull the wool over people's eyes. So the way it works is you have the Rothschild family and many members of the Rothschild family going back hundreds of years, going back to the, the influence of Napoleon. Uh, and other things, and what happens is that the Rothschild family uses its vast wealth and insider knowledge to to accumulate and own all the financial assets, all the gold, all the paper money, all the silver, all the precious jewels, all the real estate, etc, cetera, etc, cetera. and they don't represent the face or the name or identity of this legal heist. They they have a front man, and the front man that they use to divert people's attention from them is they create, again, what are called the central banks. And the central banks, that's the, the ruse they use, so that when the people of any given nation become furious and angry because they're becoming poorer and poorer, and their dollar or whatever buys less and less, the the anger of the people, the demand of the people that this injustice be rectified is now cleverly redirected towards the central banks. But the central banks are are like mythological soldiers. They're they're there to divert your attention and to keep your attention off of the real new owners of, of the monetary system of any given nation. And those new owners would be these international banking families. So the central bank is a key component in this sophisticated chess game. That allows the globalist elite to this very day to accumulate basically an infinite amount of wealth. And you say, well, Paul, how can you even suggest that these international bankers that that represent only 1% of the global population, these international bankers and the international banking families that only represent 1% of the population, but even though they represent only 1% of the population, they control and own ninety-nine percent of all the wealth, the money, and the resources. And so how can they how can you suggest that they have the ability to, to print an infinite amount of money? Because that implies that they have the ability to enrich themselves endlessly or enrich themselves forever. Because if if the system, if the financial system is totally rigged, which it is, how is it that they're free to circumvent the laws of the land and accumulate and multiply an infinite amount amount of wealth? So there are no constraints, no barriers, no accountability, no checks and balances. They can make obscene amounts of money and vast fortunes, and that's what they're doing. So when you bring this 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 system, by the way, which I talk about in great detail—the truth of it—I talk about it in great detail in my book, *The Day the Dollar Died: A Prophecy of the Future of America*, Volume One and Two, um, *Power from On High: The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind in the History of the World*. I talk about all of this in detail because this is is the secret leadership the, the secret ruling class of america and other nations so in our time we have uh, what is referred to as the globalist elite or the luciferian elite and they come from the same bloodline families they they genetically belong to the same family lines as these super rich international banking families and the super rich international uh, individuals that are uh, billionaires and uh, trillionaires and, and own endless resources that those same financial giants that own nations that, that own the, the the labor of the working man that that control uh, the political leadership of every nation on planet earth including the United States these financial kings and queens, um, are are very active in our period of time right now, because what they're doing is what they've always done. They are manipulating the money supply. They are manipulating uh, the monetary system of of all the nations of the world. On a global level, they are manipulating the monetary system, and they're playing a number of rigged games simultaneously designed to bedazzle Uh, bewitch and confuse the average person who doesn't really know what they're doing, because it's kind of, it's it's a heist, it's a theft, it's, it's sneaky. And what they're really doing is they are in the process of merging all the different currencies of all the different nations, and their plan is to And they have this plan is already far down the road. Their plan is to consolidate all the different currencies on planet Earth and create a brand new one world currency or a one world economic system. And for purposes that solely benefit them, for purposes that purely enrich them and give them more power, they continue to do this and they are constructing the digital architecture for a global economic system, a one-world economic system, which will take the form of a technological-slash-biological biochip or nanochip implant or microchip implant or any number of technologies. And their end game is, is that all buying and selling, your financial history, your psychological history, your track record, everything about you, and any financial transaction you want to make, a purchase, buy a house, sell a house, whatever it is, <clears throat> has to go through their wireless digital electronic banking system where the currency uh, is no longer a piece of paper that says a dollar. The currency is now in the form of a digital microchip, uh, a microscopic nanochip, or DNA chip. And every person who has been exposed to any number of brand new technologies. And these brand new technologies, such as the Vax, such as our food supply, such as our water supply, such as what's coming out of the clouds, the uh, weather modification technology, what chemicals are being released artificially from the clouds and then breathed in to Americans and people of other nations We are literally inhaling an entire array of toxins and digital chemicals. And by digital chemicals, I mean what we're breathing into our lungs, which gets uh, absorbed into our uh, bloodstream and our DNA, what we're breathing in, what's being deposited by jet aircraft that flies over our neighborhoods, is a vast array of powerful chemicals chemicals that first and foremost seriously dull the perceptions of the average human being so that the average human being no longer has the intellectual power or the perception power to analyze the obvious. And by analyzing the obvious, I mean it should be perfectly obvious to any thinking person who's observing jets fly over their house. It should be obvious to them the the. Remarkable difference between jet exhaust that's a byproduct of a jet engine flying a passenger jet overhead that produces jet exhaust and it's a pollutant but far, far beyond jet exhaust, you have jets and I've seen jogging, walking, and hiking all over the United States because I've traveled extensively speaking and writing books and making appearances I've been in literally every state. In the United States, I visited and multiple cities. And in every city I visited, in the suburbs, in the inner cities, or out even in the country. I can't think of anywhere I've traveled, uh, East Coast, West Coast, wherever. I can't think of anywhere I've traveled where I have not seen, with my own eyes, jets flying overhead and releasing massive amounts of uh, chemtrails. And these chemtrails are designed to to uh, infuse our bodies, blood, and brain with chemicals like graphene oxide. Let's just let's just uh, examine graphene oxide in and of itself. Graphene oxide is infused in your body through jets overhead, through the water supply, through the food supply. Graphene oxide enters your body when you get a a vax against COVID-19 or, or something else, your, your body becomes a warehouse for graphene oxide through multiple entry points. You say, well, what's the big deal? Well, you've got to know what graphene oxide is and why it was made and what its primary purpose is. The primary purpose of graphene oxide that is forcibly introduced into the human body via a hypodermic needle in the form of a vaccination or in, infused into the human body via chemtrails or uh, food or water, or introduced into the human body through other types of vaccinations, graphene oxide when it when it becomes part of your interior body, graphene oxide um, builds a microscopic Electro a, a, a microscopic neural electronic structure inside of your body, your brain, your lungs, your heart, your ar- arteries, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And what this graphene oxide does inside your b- body is the graphene oxide is think of graphene oxide as like a vampire vaccine or a vampire drug because that's what it is. And so the graphene oxide, literally like a vampire feeds off the blood and the bloodstream of the human body. So the microscopic nanoparticle structures, which begin to look like something out of the first or second alien movie, these hideous-looking demonic structures start to, to rise up inside human bodies. And what causes them to rise up inside human bodies and grow inside human bodies, just like the movie uh Alien is the fact that the graphene oxide uh functions like a vampire and literally feeds and grows by nourishing itself uh by feeding off the blood of human beings and babies, et etc. You understand what I'm saying? It's very important that you you get this because You can get graphene oxide in your body. Whether or not you actually got the vaccine, you're still vulnerable to having graphene oxide in your body. The first way is you're getting the graphene oxide directly through a needle. That gives you graphene oxide. Or you're getting the jab. Forget about the lies you were told regarding the jab. Think of the jab for what it really is. What the jab really is, is it appears to be a a medical device that you kind of, um, excuse me for being explicit, but you ram it up the nostril or nose of somebody where you're claiming to test them to see if they have COVID or not. But that's not really what the jab is all about. What the jab is about is it is a violent shoving up your nose and nostril with a a primitive medical device which punctures the interior membrane of your nasal passages, breaking them open, creating an open wound which bleeds. Now, when you shove the jab harshly up the nose of somebody who thinks they're getting a test to see if they have COVID or not, what's really happening is that jab is functioning as a hypodermic needle that contains a load of all kinds of toxic materials, including including graphene oxide. So the jab is not what they say it is. The jab is really a hypodermic needle that is introducing the toxin graphene oxide into your bloodstream and directly into your brain. So it's accomplishing the same thing as if you gave somebody an a injection for the, for the vaccine. It's, 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 that's what it's for. It's to give you a, a vaccination just like you would get a vaccination through a hypodermic needle. Now, you nope. Know, see, that's all surrounded by lies. They don't tell you that. They don't tell you that graphene oxide is embedding and infusing your body through all sorts of external ways into your bloodstream, you're getting the you're getting the the, the uh, COVID through the food supply, through the water supply, through chemtrails, and through all kinds of external through mosquito bites, insect bites. You're getting the COVID. Uh, you're getting COVID through all these different uh, uh, me- uh, mechanisms, but you're being lied to about it. So. This is causing the artificial or synthetic spread of COVID. Now, the other thing that you're being lied to about is the factual reality is that when the when when the COVID <clears throat> virus or whatever it is, uh, and that's debatable, when COVID is in your body, at a certain point, it needs to be, In order to keep COVID alive and well in your bloodstream and your brain and your body, in order to keep COVID alive and well, you have to regularly feed it with uh, with a powerful infusion of fresh, new COVID. And so that's the purpose of the booster shots. Because at a certain point, the power of the COVID dwindles. It starts to disintegrate. So in order to keep the COVID uh, vital, vibrant, alive, and spreading among people, you, you, you have to supplement your first shot, your second shot, your third shot with, they keep changing the number of booster shots you need. Today, I read that you need at least one new booster shot plus other booster shots for other viruses or whatever. You must have a booster shot at least once every six months, because because secretly they want to keep COVID alive and well and spreading, and the only way to do that is through booster shots. Now, the purpose, the specific purpose of the graphene oxide substance, is on a microscopic level, the graphene oxide is programmed just like a computer to be. A intelligent, using AI, graphene oxide uses AI compounds, thinks with artificial intelligence, and then the graphene oxide in your body transforms you into uh, somebody who is now a transmitter, a wireless transmitter of all kinds of data, and a wireless transmitter of the DNA. and and the components of the vaccination. So you become a spreader of uh, the COVID because you have graphene oxide in you. And you have to understand what graphene oxide is. Graphene oxide is not only a microscopic substance, but graphene oxide is called a self-assembling nanoparticle, which is a fancy way of saying when they embed your body with graphene oxide they they program the graphene oxide to grow and multiply inside of you to take control of your body like like the movie invasion of the body snatchers it gets inside of you and then it grows because it's a intelligent virus if it is a virus or it's a it's a uh it's a artificial non-human substance and it, it it you can broad when you have graphene oxide in you, you become a broadcaster of the vaccine, a transmitter of the vaccine, and you become a broadcaster of modified DNA, which is now non-human synthetic DNA. See what's happening here? You're creating a non-human human race based on transhumanism. And basically whether you realize it or not, or whether many pastors realize it or not, because they have chosen voluntarily to be appallingly ignorant about the subjects of graphene oxide, chemtrails, nanoparticles, uh, genetic modification, etc., etc., because they have willfully chosen to shut down their minds and their eyes and their ears and be uh, willfully ignorant about all of this new technology, They have failed to function like faithful shepherds of Jesus Christ who have been entrusted with faithfully protecting and guarding the flock of God from wolves and predators. One of the primary responsibilities of the spiritual shepherd, just like there was the physical material shepherd that would guard the flocks in ancient Israel, like David was a shepherd, Um, It is also true that in our world today, men and women who have been called into the ministry, some of them pastors, some of them with different callings, they've been called by God Almighty to be a pastor or a shepherd of God's people. That means as shepherds, they carry a shepherd's staff, and they beat away, they hit on the head the hungry, devouring wolves that that are attempting to to slaughter uh, God's sheep, and so the shepherd is supposed to be faithful to to protect the sheep of God. That represents the people of God. Uh, in, in, in 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 another sense, it represents uh, all the children of God who have been won to Christ. It's the job of the pastor or the minister or the shepherd. That's why pastors and ministers are often referred to as shepherds. The shepherd has to defend God's flock from violent and vicious attacks by the wolves. And the wolf, of course, represents Satan. And the Bible says that, that when Satan attacks God's people, he, he dresses up like a wolf in sheep's clothing. So he disguises himself like a harmless sheep. But that's just a pretense. What he really is, he's a wolf in sheep's clothing. So we have to understand that. We have to allow the Lord God Almighty, the God of the Bible. We can resist this to our own demise. And we can resist this, and we will be guilty of being unfaithful to Jesus Christ. But as those men and women who have surrendered their lives to Jesus Christ as Lord, it is our mandate is it is our orders from God almighty to stand up and protect the sheep from being slaughtered like David did and so that's the challenge of the time zone that we live in because we have the flock of God despite the fact that America and other nations are hemorrhaging in terms of of the breakup of God's family unit in terms of the assault on the sanctity of the true Church of Jesus Christ. The true Church of Jesus Christ is composed of those women, men and women, who are truly born again by repenting to God of their sins, asking God to forgive them of their sins, and to be cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ by faith. When a person does that, they're cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. God forgives their sins then they have the opportunity to invite Christ into their lives and to become born again. And when a Christian is truly born again, they then by faith supernaturally become the sons and daughters of God because they have chosen to invite God into their inner man or inner woman, and therefore Christ is in them, the hope of glory. And they're born again, and because they're born again and they're Christians that have the Spirit of God dwelling in them. They are qualified as the true church or the true bride of Jesus Christ. And the true bride of Jesus Christ is composed of all the various members of the body of Christ or or the true bride of Christ who are authentically saved and authentically born again. They become the supernatural body or the supernatural bride of Christ. because. In the last days and in the fulfillment of Bible prophecy, the time is coming when Jesus Christ, who is the bridegroom, Jesus Christ, who is the bridegroom, is going to return from heaven along with the armies of heaven to gather to rescue his bride. Because he is the bridegroom and he's going to rescue his bride, the true supernatural church of God, and he's going to bring his bride into heaven to celebrate what is referred to as a marriage supper of the lamb. And the marriage supper of the lamb is this great eternal cosmic celebration where every true born again child of God is rejoicing, worshiping and and celebrating the fact that they're born again and that they are and they now qualify by faith to be true members of the supernatural body of Christ. Or the supernatural bride of Christ. And this great celebration is called the marriage supper of the Lamb. Marriage, because this is biblical language for what happens when Jesus Christ returns to gather up his church in the last days. But it goes further than that. Jesus Christ returns to gather up his church in the last days, but also to become one with his church, to become one with his church spiritually. And this is outlined in the book of Ephesians. So we are in a time of incredible spiritual conflict. And we'll be back in a moment. This is the Paul McGuire Report. Be sure to visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. <laughs> You are listening to the Paul McGuire Report. This is Paul McGuire. We live in a time like no other time in human history. You would have to go back to the greatest spiritual battle at the beginning of mankind's history, which occurred in the Garden of Eden Paradise, where the highest-ranking fallen angel, Satan or Lucifer, who indwelt uh, the Serpent of old, used his psyops strategies, his psychological operations strategies also called biblically the wiles of the devil the craftiness, the schemes, the manipulation of the devil. So remember the battle that we're fighting when you get down to the bottom line, the battle that we're all fighting is a battle between truth and lies between reality and illusion and so the enemies of God, the enemies of Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through him. The enemies of Christ, their weaponry is to seek to warp God's creation, God's reality. Their, their strategy, their un- end game is to enslave the human race and to dominate the human race and to make the human race, men and women created in the image of God. Their strategy is to control, dominate, and yes, Enslave billions of people on planet Earth, and they intend to either slaughter these people
1: overtly or covertly or incrementally through through incremental
0: shots and biochemical and genetic changes, or simply by taking over the brains and the bodies of billions of human beings and with a simple Electrical chip procedure They intend to erase The minds, the memories The identity, the personality And the belief system of millions of people So that they're enslaved Because they have been programmed And through electroshock Therapy and other mechanisms They have been programmed To be devoid Of the most important things That make any man or woman human And the things that make any man Or woman human are things like your individuality and your individuality is sacred by God it's a gift of God and any Christian or Christian minister who does not know or understand the paramount importance of creative individuality is essentially bankrupt spiritually this is the heart of the liberating message of the gospel of Jesus Christ that men and women were created to be free and not only free Men and women were created in the image of God, both male and female. And in the image of God, he, God, the creator God, created them both male and female. And so God's creation was to give Adam and Eve the spiritual authority and the talent and the gifting to be co-creators of paradise or the Garden of Eden. They were given the spiritual authority to be the kings and queens of planet Earth. They were given the spiritual authority to be the rulers of planet Earth. So they had a high destiny, a high purpose, and a high calling. And their value before God and in relationship to the universe was that all human beings, and that means any human being or any biological being that exclusively carries the DNA of God, the genetic code of God, and it's determined through the DNA of God that they that their DNA proves that they are genetically 100% human beings. And because they are 100% human beings genetically, they are fully human and as as people that are fully human, they have as one of their many privileges, the opportunity of putting their faith in Christ, becoming saved, becoming born again, and then they have the opportunity of becoming new creatures in Christ Jesus. And when they're born again, when they die, whenever that should occur, immediately and instantaneously, they will be absent from their bodies and present with the Lord in a nanosecond in a brand new, completed, glorified body. And they have the spiritual authority, again, to rule and reign planet Earth as the, as the kings and queens of planet Earth. And then they have the spiritual authority to be the co-rulers of the Garden of Eden. And they're the kings and queens of the Garden of Eden, genetically as well as biologically. They were created by God to be made in the image of God. And their function and purpose is to be The rulers of earth, the co rulers of the new Jerusalem, the new heaven, the new earth, and they will live for all eternity. And they will rule and reign for all eternity in heaven, in the new Jerusalem, uh, in the new heaven, in the new earth. They will live eternally. And in that process, when Christ returns to the earth, And I'm not here to argue about the timing of the return of Christ. But I can tell you with 100% certainty that the Bible says, specifically in the book of Revelation, that Jesus Christ is returning to earth as he promised. And he is coming back, not as a suffering servant. He is coming back as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He will be majestically riding a white horse. And it will say, faithful and true on his garments, and he will have a sword, which is the word of God. And as this massive invasion occurs, when Jesus Christ, King of kings and Lord of lords, descends from the heavens, and Jesus, along with the armies of heaven, descend from the heavens, and they come down to planet Earth, specifically the valley of Megiddo, where the war of Armageddon is raging. And it's raging because now this great conflict between God and the devil between the fallen angels and the angels of God between the demons and the angels of God and between all those human beings who sold their souls in order to get the mark of the beast 666 versus all of those human beings who rejected the mark of the beast and chose to put their faith in Christ this is without exception the final moment in human history. This is the final moment in human history. And for every man or woman who's alive when Christ returns, they will be delivered and they will be part of God's plan for a literal thousand-year millennial reign of Jesus Christ over the earth, where he will rule and reign, planet Earth, from Jerusalem, in the temple, the rebuilt temple of Jerusalem, he will rule and reign, and he will have as his co-regent or co-ruler, King David will be his co-ruler. And they will rule and reign planet Earth and Jerusalem for a literal 1,000-year millennial reign in which God Almighty, the King of kings and Lord of lords, will will recreate the Earth in such a way that pollution will be gone, uh, the demise and destruction and decay of the Earth will be gone And this will be the beginning period. This will be the initial momentum of God's power, which will inevitably bring into being the new heaven, the new earth, and the new Jerusalem, and every human being who is saved. They will have a brand new glorified body that is perfect in every way. It will not die. It will not get old. It will not decay. And they will rule and reign for a thousand-year millennial reign with Jesus Christ, and they will have their names written into uh, chairs with their names on them. And these chairs represent the fact that they are co-rulers with Jesus Christ in heaven and on earth, and that's why their names are written into these throne room chairs, because they will be seated in heavenly
1: places ruling and reigning right next to Jesus Christ,
0: who will also be in the throne room of God. And Jesus Christ will rule and reign uh, all that God has given him uh, as his inheritance. Jesus Christ will rule and reign. And in order for paradise to be paradise, in order for heaven to be heaven, God has to make a quick end of all those that have allowed themselves to be corrupted by the seductive force of evil and lies. And so all the followers of Lucifer Whose hearts have been corrupted Who received the mark of the beast All the men and women who turned their lives Over to Lucifer in order to get A microchip implant, 666 They are going to be sent Into the lake of fire for all eternity Which functions as God's supermax prison You see, heaven would not be heaven The the restored earth that is we made into paradise, the the immortality, the the no pollution, the the gift of eternal life and being born again, all of that comes out of the fact that every man and woman living in heaven, the new Jerusalem, the new earth and the new heaven, every man and woman, a woman who lives in, in that paradise will be the recipient of infinite rewards, responsibilities, and uh, rulership. Because they will be joint heirs with Jesus Christ, which means they will receive an equal part of their infinite inheritance. Jesus Christ has already received his part of an infinite inheritance in heaven. And so, too, every saved man and woman will receive an infinite inheritance. They will be joint heirs with Jesus. That means they share jointly in the infinite inheritance being given to the infinite personal living God of the universe, Jesus Christ. And so the saga that will be eternal begins. And every man and woman has inside of themselves, even now before they enter heaven, even now before they enter the new heaven and the new earth, every man and woman has deep inside of themselves they have vast deposits of gifting of anointings of wisdom of all kinds of supernatural power and authority that's totally suited to their individual personality but they cannot have Lucifer and the demonic armies uh, marauding and and acting like some kind of gang on earth and threatening the lives of, of God's children they have to be quarantined. They have to be locked up for all eternity. And that is the purpose of God's supermax prison. That is the purpose of the lake of fire. It's to take all the rebels who are in open and active rebellion against the Lord Jesus Christ and to lock them up in an inescapable fortress prison or, a super, or an eternal supermax prison where they can't corrupt the earth and corrupt God's people. Again, So that's why God is bringing in a new heaven, a new earth, and a new Jerusalem. And, and so our job, as this is approaching us on the horizon of infinity, as this is approaching us, and it will be crowned with the celebration of the marriage supper of the Lamb and the brand new glorified bodies, etc. As this is approaching us, we... supernaturally, as we open ourselves up to everything that God has for us by faith, God begins to pour inside of us His glory, His anointing, His healing, His power. We, We begin to know experientially from a first-hand encounter with God what it means to be truly clothed with power from on high. And you see, to the degree that we have been faithful down here on earth, to the degree that we have stood for righteousness, to the degree that we have not surrendered to cowardice, and cowardice is no small thing in the eyes of God. I mean, evangelicals and born-again Christians and Christians in America, they tolerate and they wink at the sin of cowardice and fear, but the sin of cowardice and fear is an abomination to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. God expects his people to be fearless, to be bold, and all of these factors are produced through the dunamis dynamite power of the Holy Spirit. So, in this particular interim period, Jesus Christ has given us the specific assignment of occupying the land. In this case, the land is America, because it it is the land of America that God has given us uh, to be a steward over So America is important because America is the single most powerful gateway to global evangelism. If you're going to have a global soul harvest, if you're going to bring in a massive last day soul harvest, if you're going to win billions of people to Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, you have to remember the pivotal role that the Pilgrims and Puritans played in the establishment of America and in the birthing of America In synchronization with Biblical truths And biblical power These are the things that the Pilgrims and Puritans Discovered and applied And so God honored that God honored the faith The humility and the reverence For his word, the word of God That the Pilgrims and Puritans Exhibited and therefore From the beginning because the Pilgrims And Puritans voluntarily chose To enter into a supernatural covenant with God based on the covenant that God made with ancient Israel. And this required the, the fulfillment and the obedience to such things as the blessings and curses listed in Deuteronomy 28 and other passages of the Bible where God promised the pilgrims and Puritans who settled early America that if they worshipped only the true God and they did not worship idols, and if they obeyed diligently the voice of the Lord, our God, and if they uh, obey each um, uh, commandment which, which guarantee a promise of blessing, uh, which would be all the blessings in, in Deuteronomy 28. And then midway in, in Deuteronomy 28, you have all the curses that will be released on God's people and the nation of Israel if they choose to worship idols or worship uh, gods with a small g like sex and materialism, money and power so America has been a unique nation in all of history, the only nation that remotely compares to America is the covenantal promises embedded in the culture and the life of the children of Israel, when the children of Israel inherited as part of their inheritance um, the land of Israel as an everlasting covenant. And so, because of the faithfulness and obedience
1: of the pilgrims and Puritans, uh, the Christians and Americans, the
0: Christians and, and the Jews, in, in conjunction with obeying the Lord God and obeying Deuteronomy 28, they became the divine recipients of the, the, the vastest and greatest and wealthiest covenant Financial transaction, if you will, series of awesome, infinite, supernatural blessings were inherited by the true children of God in America. And it was because of those reasons that God poured out his blessing on America, that God rose America up above all the nations of the earth, that the American dream was birthed out of the hearts of Bible believing Christians, that America, up until recently, won. Just about every military conflict it was involved in, America had a robust economy. America was blessed on every hand. But then, going back to those crucial years, about 70 years ago, when America began to worship idols and America began to flirt with communism and Marxism, which, by the way, are energized and directly flow from Satanism, Luciferianism, and the Illuminati. That's how deep and dark the spiritual darkness is that provides energy to this present satanic Luciferian system. And so now we're approaching the end of the age, and everything that man is, in terms of the true nature of man, which is a pathological spiritual corruption and decay, that it is brutally obvious that man is a fallen creature. And so America, as a consequence began to to, to deteriorate, began to degrade, began to weaken, and there's a direct corresponding line between American Christians selling out their true faith, American Christians uh, rejecting the laws of God, American Christians playing church instead of being vibrant in their relationship with Jesus, as American Christians began to become apostate and seek the counsel of idols and demons, a parallel line in their, in their history rose up, which was to the degree that American Christians rejected the Word of God and began to worship openly false gods. It was to that degree that American Christians and America itself began to experience what is referred to as a whirlwind of destruction upon itself. The Bible says this very clearly, and we as American Christians need to take this to heart. The Bible says that those that sow to the wind will reap the whirlwind. In other words, if you're going to become active in disobedience and rebellion towards God, and if you're going to plant seeds of rebellion towards God and rebellion towards God's word, then you are sowing to the wind, which is a powerful spiritual force. And what will happen to you and your nation and your children and grandchildren is that after you have sown to the wind, you will reap a harvest. You will sow to the wind and reap a whirlwind, a whirlwind of chaos and destruction. Because of your disobedience, you allowed the gates of God's product, uh, protection to disintegrate, disintegrate and crumble. So, I'm asking you to recognize where we are historically. I'm asking you to recognize this fact, and it is a fact. If America and the Christian Church continues on its present course, it is going to self-destruct. It will be conquered from within. Already, America has been infiltrated heavily by nations and armies and individuals, who have sworn their allegiance to the Antichrist and Satan and the forces of evil. These forces are not neutral. For example, close to a million people snuck across our border to the south in the last year. Many of the men that came across the border illegally were military-age men from Communist China. Now, anybody with any
1: military train, training at all would understand that that represents a clear
0: and present danger. If you're allowing military-age men from communist China, where they're trained to be soldiers, they're trained to fight, and they're programmed to hate Americans, and you're allowing them to infiltrate your nation and you're looking the other way, and you're taking bribes. And people at the highest levels of our political landscape and financial landscape and corporate landscape, people at the highest levels of our power structures are accepting, you know, multi-million dollar bribes and massive payoffs and, and tremendous amounts of money for helping to facilitate this invasion of literally what could be described as uh, an invisible army of military-age Chinese males who would be the kind of males who were trained for military purposes, were trained to be professional uh, soldiers, who were trained to use a wide spectrum of guns and ammunition. And it would seem that their primary purpose in invading America is to come in like Trojan horses sneak in through the open borders and then join their, their comrades and other Chinese communist soldiers and communist soldiers from other nations and organize and steal and capture weapons and bombs and explosives. And then we need to recognize the fact that we have most likely left uh, a several decade legacy of massive of a massive smuggling in of guns and missiles and rockets and soldiers and all kinds of military infrastructure for invasion has already been securely planted and hidden in America. And it it is waiting for the time when this massive invasion of soldiers from China and other nations come in, and then they will simply put the, the key in the locked doors and seize the massive amounts of ammunition, bombs, missiles, rockets, bullets, and everything else they need to be a viable, conquering army from within. So the bottom line is, Christian pastors have been drunk. They've been asleep. The people in our military, the people in our military-industrial complex, the people in all quarters of our land have pretended not to see the literal invasion Of a viable enemy Penetrating American barriers And nowhere is this more egregious Than in the military itself We have have allowed our military At the highest levels
1: To be corrupted, to be paid off To be bought off And now they're
0: heavily armed And they have access to nuclear missiles They have access to EMP weapons They have access to ground nukes and biological warfare weapons of all kinds, including uh, artificial plagues and diseases. And so they are completely trained, prepared, and equipped to conquer America. Now, America, conversely, has allowed its military and its military technology and its political structure and its law enforcement structure and many other uh, fail-safe structures America has uh, foolishly allowed there to be a widespread degradation in our military readiness and our military preparedness. But the root of this, and I cannot stress this enough, whether it comes to the church and the backslidden condition of pastors and churches and Christian organizations, and, and the evidence of this backsliding is the fact that In their sermons, in their worship, in their uh, activities, you see uh, uh, an all-pervasive spiritual weakness, uh, a rejection of biblical truth, uh, endless compromise, all which combines to erode and to weaken the supernatural body of Christ. And it allows the supernatural body of Christ in which we are to perceive ourselves as the armies of the Lord, the peaceful, law abiding armies of the Lord, we have allowed ourselves to be watered down in our theology. And the net result of a watered down theology is we've allowed ourselves to be weakened in our preparedness as spiritual warriors for the Lord Jesus Christ. And again, you have to remember that the end game, the driving motivation of all these communist nations like Communist China and Communist Russia and so on and so forth, Venezuela, Cuba, the driving force of all these nations, you discover when you study as I have, and it's in my books, and I'm telling you, you need to read the books. I'll mention them in a minute. But when you study the history of Communist and Marxist revolutions, and the French Revolution, you see that at the very beginning of these revolutions, first and foremost, there was the financing Of These revolutions by the Illuminati A satanic Globalist secret society There was the financing of these revolutions By Super billionaire satanists The luciferian elite There was the financing of these social Movements like communism And marxism uh, In the manner that The men that developed and wrote Down the ideology Of destroying america and destroying Christianity these men, secretly, the leaders of communist revolutions, they were secretly committed and dedicated Marxist revolutionaries and committed and dedicated communist revolutionaries. And the way they they think about reality and the way they organize and the way they conquer is they look at reality through the lens of hardcore communism, which teaches and embraces the idea that we, assuming we're communists, that we uh, should should seize control of America, destroy America, destroy America because it's the last bastion of true biblical Christianity. And we are free, according to communist doctrine, we are free to accomplish the destruction of America by any means necessary. The term by any means necessary is a glaring, satanic Doctrine. So communism, Nazism, Marxism, and socialism, and the supernatural energies that drive it, are directly rooted. They get their sustenance, they get their nourishment from the intense hatred that Satan has towards God and that Satan has towards God's people. So the driving force behind communist revolutions and Marxist revolutions, the driving force is the pure practice and worship of Satan. Karl Marx, the author of the Communist Manifesto, was a militant Satanist. His sister was the head of a a, a satanic church uh, in Russia, and and Karl Marx, the author of the Communist Manifesto, would regularly attend his sister's uh, communist church. And the Illuminati gave Karl Marx and the communist revolutionaries the blueprint on how to overthrow Christian America and other Christian nations. They were given a blueprint, and they were given massive financing by the occult and satanic group known as the Illuminati. Now, I, I have this. I teach you this in a fast, fast-moving, entertaining, easily understandable way and in a sequential order in my books, books like A Prophecy of the Future of America, volume one and two, um, The Day the Dollar Died, which, which blows open the whole story of the secret billionaire elite, their satanic connections, and their financial bankrolling of the communist Marxist revolutions. I have it in my book, Rule the Future, A Resistance to the New World Order. I develop it further in my book, The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind in the History of the World. And then I take a deep dive with you, the reader, in my book, Power from on High, which brings us up to this exact moment that we're in, where we either have an authentic biblical revival, an authentic biblical third-way awakening, or we are conquered from within by satanic Marxists and communists. And then the other books, like Are You Ready? So visit paulmcguire.us and take advantage of the book specials. They're discounted. I want to get the information out there. And if you go to paulmcguire.us, you'll see that you will receive a big discount on these book offers. Also, um, I am moving quickly to upgrade our outreach by enhancing. Uh, the technological delivery system, for our social media platforms, for our video, for our audio, for our radio, uh, for many other methods of communication, I'm in the process of upgrading it and enhancing it. Um, I waited on the Lord in prayer and study and reflection for a long time before making this move. But I'm convinced that we right now at this moment are at the final hour in the United States of America. And I am not exaggerating that. I'm not hyping you. I'm not amping it up for the purpose of sensationalism. I am telling you with a clean conscience, I'm looking at you in, in the eye, humbly as Paul McGuire, and I'm telling you, after over 40 years of intensive study in the Word of God and these subject matters, including a robust study of, of history and technology and what has happened uh, in, in other nations uh, before us I am telling you
1: with a clean conscience with the motivation of someone whose
0: heart is motivated purely by the agape love of Jesus Christ where God has given me a divine love a divine calling to be obedient to his plan. And his plan I have placed above any plan of my own. So I have ruthlessly examined my heart in the light of the Holy Spirit and in the light of God's Word. I have ruthlessly examined my heart and examined my motives.
1: And I have ruthlessly questioned myself deeply to, 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 to my very bone marrow, bone marrow. I've
0: questioned myself. And before making a decision, before launching out on any venture, I have examined my heart and asked myself in the light of the Spirit of the Lord, Lord, is this project I'm thinking about, is this something you want? Is this outreach something you want? How do you want me to put together and organize and finance this outreach? And in every single thing on, on the list of possibilities to change, to minister, to win our nation back to Jesus Christ, I attempt as best I can to put it through the utmost scrutinization. And it's an intense scrutinization because prayerfully and hopefully I'm not allowing myself to be deceived or seduced um, because the, the seduction of things like power and fame Look, let's be honest. None of us who have the opportunities to, to generate power and fame and wealth at an extraordinary level, none of us in our flesh, if we're honest, none of us in our flesh are com- completely immune from those temptations. You aren't, I'm not. And so what is required is that each of us in recognition of our vulnerability as fallen human beings, each one of us must fall on their faces before God and ask God to examine our hearts, ask God to purify our hearts with the the fire of the Holy Spirit, and ask God to direct us and obey what God tells us to do. Reject error, reject the seduction, and obey what God has called us to do. And what has happened, as, I, uh, as we were going through this old COVID, social engineering and the, the, the subversive programming of the human mind for the purposes of Italian, totalitarian control, which is the real reason for the social isolation, and I hope you heard carefully what I said because I mean it, they're not finished. The the architects of the Great Reset have said openly what their agenda is. They've published it. They've aired it on video across the world. The World Health Organization, the, uh, the various globalist organizations,
1: they have told us in their own words that they're not finished yet. They are transhumanists.
0: They think we're machines. They don't believe in a soul. They don't believe
1: in a biblical God. They believe falsely, because they walk in deep and dark
0: satanic deception, they believe falsely that they are gods and that they will uh, catapult themselves into the status of godhood through employing technology, biology, genetics, and so forth. So ordinary men and women, or more specifically, the members of the globalist elite will be will get their heart's desire. They will become like gods through the usage of advanced DNA, genetic technology, transhumanist technology, artificial intelligence, computers, and so forth. And so we are racing towards a time period where man as we know it, or woman as we know it, will be radically changed. I was listening to this interview on 60 Minutes last night about a famous computer scientist who who created the first neural networks, and he he created um, all kinds of software and computer technology which allowed for the the massive accelerated progress of um, transhumanism and transhumanist technology. and he said on sixty minutes that he believed that this transhumanist technology, such as the computers and the, the, the endless amounts of technology that have been built, he has said that they very soon all the computers and robots and cyborgs, et cetera, uh, and military tanks and anything that is operational via computer technology, that all of these robots and androids and computers Will soon develop higher consciousness That will allow them to be self-aware And when they become self-aware entities They will be This scientist said that he thought that they will be Not only self-aware But they will be independent Somewhat autonomous creations That are capable of self-directed growth self-directed increase in intelligence, self-directed increase of power, and self-directed increases of abilities. And so they through artificial intelligence will be able to, with with a very rapid speed, they will be able to artificially self-direct their own enhancement. So he said the end game will be that all of this computerized technology and the rapid growth of artificial intelligence will produce uh, computerized entities which are, in fact, superior in intelligence, power, and ability to mankind. Now, they're not joking. They're not playing with this. This is what they're expecting in the very near future. And then this computer scientist added these words. He said that it was his personal belief that there already exists on planet Earth among all the computers and the robots and the androids and the cell phones and every technology that employs self-awareness and the ability to self-direct, self-teach their own growth. He said it was his belief that artificially intelligent entities or computers and robots have passed the point of no return, and that they already possess the ability to outthink and to think on a superior level to mankind, and that they already have the ability to self-evolve in their own development, and that they have already surpassed mankind in their power, their ability, their intelligence, and their capabilities. And and to put it in a summarized form, what this this computer scientist, famous scientist, was saying was that hypothetically, if there was a war between mankind and computerized technologies like robots and androids and tanks and computers, etc., if if there was a war between human beings
1: and self-directed and self-evolving computers employing artificial
0: intelligence, He said he believed that at the present moment, it is highly likely, in his opinion, that those computerized technologies and robots, et cetera, that have already employed artificial intelligence, have already, past tense, they have already surpassed the abilities and talents and giftings of mankind. And if there were a war or a conflict between Mankind and the robots and the computers and the machines, that mankind would lose the battle with the artificially intelligent computers and machines. That they already have the capacity to outthink us, to outorganize us, to, to, to uh, exercise military superiority. He said that he believed that they were already superior to us in their abilities And their awareness and consciousness And then he used the following as an example He said that Let's take for example uh, The power of human negotiating The power of human persuasion The power of human leadership The power of human military leadership The power of uh, military victory The power of military innovation, etc. He said that
1: because artificially intelligent computers and robots and any
0: uh, technological entity that is relying on artificial intelligence, he said, they have already machine-read thousands of books, for example, on how to manipulate people, how to psychologically cause people to do what you want them to do, how to psychologically break people, how to develop superior military strategies that will guarantee you victory on the battlefields. How you can use any resources and that you can defeat your human enemies, you can enslave your human enemies, and you can exercise totalitarian domination and control over your enemies. And he said the reason that these computers and artificially intelligent entities have these very, very advanced powers is because... They have machine read, for example, you know, every great book, every manual written by every great general or any great military genius throughout history. So whether it's the art of war, which teaches you the principles of winning victoriously any war, whether it's a book written by high-level military generals on military strategy and military victories and, and things like what our U.S. Army calls full spectrum dominance, which simply means that in every spectrum of modern warfare such as the sea or the navy or, or space force or rockets or weapons of mass destruction or, or nuclear weapons or conventional uh, warfare with soldiers or societal warfare using psychological operations, he says you have to understand that these artificially intelligent beings and entities have studied and mastered the military victory principles in embodied in human literature and at human war colleges and in human uh, uh, intelligence agency universities, that these artificially intelligent robots and computers have already mastered the subject of military victory. And so if it ever came down to a war between the machines, the computers, artificial intelligence and the robots versus mankind and mankind's military prowess, he said emphatically mankind would lose against human uh, military planning and human military technology. He said emphatically that mankind would lose. And the reason for that is, is that, that the machines and the computers and artificial intelligence has the option of spending an infinite number of hours developing and accelerating and growing its military superiority at every level. So what he said was, regarding artificial intelligence, what he said was, unless the nations of the world and the collective powers like the United Nations and other powerful and wealthy safeguarding institutions unless they step in immediately and alter the balance of power and implement a series of powerful safeguards inside artificial intelligence, robots, androids, uh, computers, cell phones, unless we have our most powerful institutions immediately step into these computerized environments where artificial intelligent entities are starting to rule over human beings unless we step into this immediately, unless we insert modifications, accountability, and, and things like an like an off switch for computers and robots, etc. He said, unless we do this immediately, we are going to wake up one morning and discover that very subtly, without us recognizing it, that these artificially intelligent beings have through a very covert manner without us even recognizing it in fact we have been asleep to it the whole time that they have conducted a global Trojan horse operation against mankind in the human race and because we've been asleep they now have the capacity at a moment's notice they could turn the tables and dominate the human race enslave every human being And it's over. It's game over. And he said, that's not coming in the future. He said, that is here now. And this was the warning from one of the world's highest level and foremost inventors of advanced computerized artificial intelligence, which he labeled as the greatest threat to mankind for the future. You know, we're concerned about enemies like, you know, Iran and China and Russia, et cetera, and they are potentially very fierce adversaries and enemies. But at the present moment, we could not only defend ourselves from those nations, but at the present moment, we have the technology, the money, the strategy, the the thinking, and the game plan that would allow us to defeat on a military level, uh, any opposing army that exists on planet Earth right now. We have at this moment the power to overwhelm them and conquer them because we have invested in our military superiority. But then he warned, when it comes to artificial intelligence and computers and robots and, and, and cyber warfare, he said, We have not, America and the other leading superpowers, have not invested the money necessary to ensure that we could defeat a cutting-edge science fiction like futuristic military that was run and operated via artificial intelligence, artificially intelligent technology, self-directed evolving technology, self-directed military prowess he said we have not invested in growing and developing our military against the possibility of being attacked by ai ai robots ai computers that potentially could could develop an intelligence level a strategy level and a military prowess level that might be easily 10 times more powerful than the power of human beings Now, imagine the mighty American military-industrial complex. And it is mighty. But imagine it having to go against an artificially intelligent army of robots, computers, cyborgs, utilizing cutting-edge artificial intelligence. Imagine the American superpowers having to fight against computers and robots that are self-evolving and far more advanced than we think that they are. Unfortunately, he said it would be game over. And the thing that he kept warning about over and over again is that we underestimate the ability of these computers, of this kind of artificial intelligence, of of these kinds of robots and uh, cyborgs and androids. We underestimate their ability to self-learn, self-educate, self-expand, self-evolve, and that they have an amazing capacity to study, learn, and grow at a phenomenal rate of speed. And he said, what you can expect of them, he's talking about artificial intelligence and robots, et cetera, he said, what you can expect of them is that they will artificially grow using AI, they will imitate, copy, mimic, study, memorize, and super-learn at a very high speed all of the techniques, all of the strategies, all of the technologies, all of the psychological warfare, all of the physical warfare, doctrines like uh, full spectrum dominance, that all of these technologies and their applications um, that that we cannot at the present moment we don't have the ability to maintain uh, a level of long term superiority, and therefore we are vulnerable to being conquered, just like out of a science fiction novel, we are vulnerable to being conquered by artificial intelligence, robots, androids, killer robots, uh, genetically modified uh, entities, synthetic human beings, I mean, the list goes on and on. And they are growing and evolving at such incredible speed. He said that we don't really recognize how quickly that they have the ability to totally transform our future and that we don't understand how quickly, given the present rate of their knowledge and growth, how quickly they could easily surpass us and become superior on the psychological warfare level, the gamesmanship level, the the managing of global resources level, on every dynamic and level of military and societal superiority, they have a distinct advantage and they have already surpassed us and they
1: will continue to surpass us. And If the day comes, he said, given a present-day
0: analysis of their abilities, um, they right now could easily Dominate planet Earth Exercise a kind of robotic Totalitarian control over Planet Earth and then He said they could easily Enslave hundreds
1: Of millions of people So the robots could take over Planet Earth the
0: robots could Construct a totalitarian society And the robots and the androids And the other technologies that use Artificial intelligence could Easily enslave The masses and And we would, through their brute force and superior intelligence, they could easily make us their slaves. Well, that's sobering. All of that is very sobering. And what's even more sobering is that these themes are not new to God. God knew the end from the beginning. He's the Creator God, capital C. And in addition to that, God has infinite wisdom. God knows the end from the beginning. And God has the capacity to understand and process the complexity of artificial intelligence, robotics, and a a global robot, android, cyborg, and artificially intelligent computer war between artificial intelligence and robot technologies versus mankind. So when we look back in Genesis, we see that God is, for lack of better words, a super genius when it comes to the development and growth of uh, human beings. That that man has the ability to to grow and learn and expand his knowledge uh, on every level. That man now has the, the the ability to genetically modify himself or herself and we can, as biological men and women created in the image of God, we have the capacity and the power and the knowledge to be the rulers of planet Earth. And when you study the beast system with the Antichrist and the cashless society and, and, and the self-assembling nanochip implant and the microchip implant and the, the artificial intelligence, artificial intelligence is already constructing the genetic code for synthetic human beings. So we're a long way down the road into this synthetic paradise, this artificial Garden of Eden. We're a long down the road. And the antichrist system, the beast system, the technology that goes along with it, when you study, for example, in the book of Revelation about what the false prophet and what the Antichrist would be like in terms of their technological capabilities. It is absolutely stunning to recognize that given the technologies of artificial intelligence written about in the Bible and its description of the Antichrist and false prophet, the Antichrist could take over the world literally on a global scale tomorrow. Once again, you're listening to the Paul McGuire report. This is Paul McGuire. You're
1: listening, you're engaged, and you are on the cutting edge of uh, what I believe is a new
0: biblical and authentic revival which expresses itself in a fresh revelation by the Holy Spirit of God which supernaturally enables us to understand the Bible at the highest scientific, theological, biological, technological levels ever before in human history. In other words, what I'm saying to you is that this is a season in time where in order for mankind to triumph over the devil and the demons and and technology that is under demonic control, in order for man to prevail and be victorious, as the Word of God predicts, I believe that we're living in a season where God has literally opened the windows of heaven and to any believer that is hungry for the truth to any believer that desires the truth and seeks af- after the truth, that almighty God, the Supreme being will honor that desire for knowledge in the truth. And he will give it to those among his people who hunger and are searching for the truth. And so I believe that at this moment in history, God knows that his people need to be brought up to speed. They need to step up their game. And so I believe that at this particular time in human history, God is literally downloading with what could be called or what I call a quantum download in my books, a quantum download of information and understanding regarding economics, technology, DNA, genetics, uh, multiverses, uh, synthetic DNA, And and, and, uh, 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 artificial intelligence, robotics, uh, cyborgs. God is giving us an amplified, accelerated, and enhanced understanding of all of these things so that uh, we're able to, by His grace, step up our game, and then we now have a revelation and an understanding, an instant understanding of what appears to be the complexity of dealing with artificial intelligence, but when God anoints your mind with the mind of Christ, or, or rather, let me put it this way, when we choose to turn on the switch of faith in our inner man or woman and turn on the switch of faith and believe God to be the recipients of the mind of Christ, I believe that God honors that and downloads the mind of Christ into our inner man or woman which supernaturally equips us to be more than conquerors in Christ Jesus and to subdue any entity, any being, human or non-human, human or demonic, human or artificial intelligence, robot, computer, cyborg, etc. Because God wants us to be victorious. And God gave us the ability in the beginning among the sophisticated and the the complexity of genetics and DNA and species and reproduction and be fruitful and multiply, and this endless list of scientific and spiritual deep truths that God uh, gave to mankind in the beginning so that we could effectively rule and reign planet Earth. And we were given the authority, the spiritual authority, to rule and reign over planet Earth I believe that in this time period, God has given his people um, a new download, if you will, of, in which he simplifies and makes very understandable to us what would previously be considered highly complex and potentially confusing information. When God anoints your mind and activates within your mind the mind of Christ, you are no longer troubled or perplexed by the seemingly uh, potential complexity uh, of certain subject matters and certain categories of knowledge. It's no longer difficult for you because God has enhanced your brain power. He's enhanced your your cognitive abilities. So you have a choice. You can step in to that floor with God, or you can fight against God and, and remain <clears throat> uh, I'm not trying to be disparaging, or remain crippled and incapable of fully waging an effective spiritual warfare. Okay, I'm asking you to stand with me because <clears throat> everything we're talking about is vibrantly real to me. I have personally, I know many other speakers and writers who also have experienced this personally. Many of you have probably experienced this personally. But from personal experience, I know what it's like based on a first-hand basis, to be viciously and aggressively attacked by computer bots, artificial intelligence, computer algorithms, uh, the the blatant rigging of the internet, the, the blatant manipulation of messages put out on the internet, and by that I mean the, inter- the Internet is moving at a hundred thousand miles per hour, and it is not opening up information. It's not freeing thought and speech. It's doing the opposite. It, it targets any
1: individual who desires to speak the truth and love. It targets any
0: individual, group and organization who desires to set his fellow men and women free. Out of love and compassion by speaking the truth Let me give you an example You are targeted, you are brought down Your numbers are manipulated So they lie about your numbers In a strategic PSYOP effort To minimize you And attempt to persuade The gullible That, that you're not a voice To be contended with Because after all uh, They've suppressed the reality Of your real numbers of followers Watchers and, and people who join your social media. They're, they're constantly rigging it in the same way they rig an election. Wigging an election is when you get, you get the votes for this candidate or that candidate, but when it comes to counting the votes, the votes you're counting have already been strategically corrupted, strategically diminished, strategically distorted. So you're not really in an honest manner Uh, Counting uh, fair election results, and therefore the results that you're deriving are based on lies and falsifications. So people will actually come out in the secular media and say that such and such won the presidency when the exact opposite is true. Well, what they're doing is they're initiating a coup d'etat, an overthrow of an existing legitimate government that is formed by we the people voting legally, and instead of honoring our vote and counting the vote legally, they are distorting, manipulating, and rigging the vote to have it come up with uh, false uh, counts, which, based on lies and illusions, the the media then partners with these groups and begins to promote, elevate, favor, and empower uh, groups that Strategically stole the election and gained their numerical advantage purely by illegal rigging. So, that same system of techniques is being used against people like me and others that are speaking the truth. They manipulate my numbers and say, How do, they, how do you know? I'm not going to give away my secrets, but I'll tell you this I have multiple ways of determining uh, fairly accurate. Numbers of watchers, viewers, likers, etc., etc. Why? Because I am not reliant or dependent on just their data, which has been corrupted. I'm not reliant on just their counts, which has been rigged. I have my own independent means of counting. The, the number of people who have joined my e blast list who are watching this video and that video. And because I have strategically spread out my videos, my audios, my articles, my conferences, my books, because I have strategically spread those out over about, I don't know, something like 25 or 30 different separate individual media outlets or social media outlets, including ones that we control independently. Therefore, we alone uh, can look at the, at the numbers to see if they're real. We have the privilege, privilege of counting the numbers to see if they're accurate. And so what it comes down to is this. If the, if the rigging people are publishing your numbers of viewers and watchers and likers and followers, etc., and you're looking at those numbers, and then you're comparing and contrasting their rig numbers with your accurate numbers, because your numbers have been gathered by uh, technology that you have control over and they can't easily infiltrate it. So because of that, you're not reliant upon them to give you an accurate picture of your outreach. You, You can go around them. And what I've discovered over the last seven years, or eight years, because once upon a time, we were reaching millions and millions of people like every six months. And there were reasons for that. One of the primary reasons is we weren't being rigged at that time. But the minute you start to reach larger numbers of people effectively,
1: and the minute you start to tackle subject matter which they
0: don't like, like if you tell the truth about the vax, if you tell the truth about anything, then they're going to target you With their artificial intelligence They're going to target you They're going to rig the the search engines They're going to suppress your numbers And they're going to use an, An arsenal of technological Computerized Artificially intelligent technologies They're going to employ those technologies To suppress you, demonize you And bring you down Because their goal is to destroy you Now one of the ways they're able to do that Successfully with a lot of people Is when they
1: rig their numbers They rig the count They rig the amount of watchers And
0: viewers and likers When they rig all of that And of course they always rig it negatively What that does Is that destroys The potential inflow Of advertising dollars For any given speaker Writer, minister Anybody who wants to speak the truth Cannot approach you know, somebody who's selling something and show them their numbers and say, look, we've been really successful here. We've got all these people watching this program, listening to this program. And then what normally happens is the, the the manufacturer of a particular product or the seller of a particular product gets jazzed over the fact that you're an outlet that's reaching a lot of people and so they help finance or underwrite your productions because they spend increasingly big bucks by advertising on your various media. But the the budget they use and the amount of money they spend on on your outreaches is determined by how many people they believe are actually watching or listening or viewing your social media. So when outside but very powerful forces secretly infiltrate your numbers, How many people are watching, liking, and viewing? When you have been infiltrated, and then via artificial intelligence, they're rigging the numbers by artificially lowering them way below what they really are. What they've done through their lying, because rigging and lying are the same thing; they're synonymous. What they've done through their rigging and lying of your social media and internet usage is they have, to a large degree destroyed your income, destroyed your ability to finance and grow your operation, destroyed your ability to keep your operation moving in an ongoing manner. How do they destroy it? Well, if they falsify and then publish falsified reports about your numbers, if they rig your numbers, etc., etc., they are making it appear based on a lie, based on an illusion that far fewer people are watching, liking you, listening to you, and connected to your social media, because they're artificially rigging it. They're artificially lowering your numbers. And as a consequence, a prospective advertiser will either not advertise in your program, or they will spend far, far less dollars on your program, when in reality, if they were evaluating you based on an honest count and an honest, non-rigging account of your performance, They would actually increase their advertising dollars that they're spending on your social media. Do you see how it works? It's very subversive. It's very subversive. That's why I made the decision years ago, years ago, I made the decision not to advertise, you know, products and services uh, on the programs, on the video programs of Paul McGuire, on the audio programs. I made the choice across the board not to advertise. Why? Why did I do this? I'm not criticizing anybody who does that. I just chose a different route. Other routes work for other people. I'm not judging anybody. there. They should use the route that works for them. But I found that I was being rigged. And so the only way I could escape the rigging and the lying and the suppression of my outreach was to stop playing the game on their terms. So I, I from the very beginning... I declined to advertise. I've been approached by many, many, many people over the years who are great people, but I, but I have pol- politely declined to accept their advertising dollars because for me and what I'm doing, I'm not talking about other people, but for what I'm doing, I found that by accepting advertising dollars, I was making myself under the thumb or under the control of sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes adversarial players who, who definitely had an overt agenda to keep me from talking and speaking out about the subjects that God has called me to speak out on. Okay, you understand how that works? I could not allow them to control my content and my message. So the only way I could be free of their subversive control and rigging was to independently finance My programming, et cetera, through the ministry And that's why I give Away as much as I can For free, and you know that The overwhelming amount of stuff we have on the website Is absolutely free But then, uh, when it comes To certain items, I will ask People voluntarily to donate Make a contribution, order a book Or whatever, and that is what Pays for The financing of our media outreach And, uh that is based on, the way that works is it's based on I have to seek God constantly, I have to pray to God, I have to view God as my source, and then I have to trust that the people who are following me are listening to God and will actually obey God if and when God speaks to them about donating or contributing a specific dollar amount to, to help us expand and to keep this ministry uh, reaching out people, because the, the, the hour is late, folks. The hour is really late. Now, I want to say one thing very quickly. By the way, I want you to pray and ask God what you should give or, or what you should donate. I'm simply saying this. Whatever God puts on your heart to give and donate, obey the Lord. Do whatever He tells you to do. And that's all I'm asking you to do. No guilt, no manipulation. Just do what God tells you to do. And I trust that there's enough of you out there that will obey the Holy Spirit of God and you will do what God tells you to do. And that's how we've built this ministry for all these years. Now, the other thing is, I need you listening to become a prayer warrior, praying for me, my family, those associated with this ministry, because we are in the front rows of spiritual warfare, and your prayers will give us the decisive spiritual victories that we need. And then finally, I need you to, to make sure and so many of you have, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart, um, so many of you have, you know, you've made sure that you've joined our eblast prophecy list, you've joined the Rumble channel, you've joined or followed the Brideon channel and podcast and all the other social media channels we have. You have joined it.
1: And when you're, when you do that, you're really doing a big thing. And I believe God will reward you for it. You're doing a big
0: thing because When you decide to independently vote for us by by saying you like or you watch our programs, what you're doing is you're dealing the death blow to their ability to rig me and destroy me and suppress me, because that's what they're trying to do. I'm not telling you and whining to you about what I have to go through privately. I don't think you've heard me ever say much about it, but I will say this. If you're going to stand on the front lines and speak the truth, you are going to be on the front lines. So I, I can't move forward without your help. We're one in the body of Christ, and I count upon people of a like-minded spirit partnering with me. So thank you in advance for standing with us, donating, and doing the other things that God calls you to do. And, I just, and so visit paulmaguire.us. That's paulmaguire.us. And I just want to clarify again one final thought. I am not speaking negatively of anybody. Other people who are saying stuff similar to what we're saying or, you know, are people of, a, of the same spirit, I'm not making any criticism for their advertising, okay? Because everybody's situation is different, everybody's outreach is different, and one rule or one methodology, it doesn't apply to all, okay? Different approaches have to be used in different things. It's just the way it is. So you won't hear me criticizing people. I thank God for anyone who's attempting to speak the truth and spread the truth. And you know, I'm not saying I will never use advertisers. I may. It depends on on all the different variables that are out there. But I will say this: we either stand now and pray now, or we're going to lose our nation. I believe with all my heart that losing America is not a done deal. I believe that if God's people will cry out to God based on his mercy and unmerited favor, I believe that if we humble ourselves before God, that he will pour out his grace upon us. And as he does that, he will turn the tide of the spiritual battle. So it's unto that end, I I pray for you and ask you to stand in prayer for us. God bless you. This is Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us.